work-life balance. Those are the worst words ever created. Whose idea was it to put work first? When I work with clients who are nervous, we start with skills first and we use those skills to encourage risk-taking. I got ingredients to make a tea. That tea is for, are you ready? High blood pressure, high cholesterol, type two diabetes, inflammation, insomnia, anxiety, depression. I'm Richard Gerhardt. And I'm Elizabeth Gerhardt. You just heard some great segments from some of our guests. Stay tuned for more Passage to Profit. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I'm Richard Gearhart, an intellectual property attorney specializing in patents, trademarks, and copyrights. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, not an attorney, but I do work at Gearhart Law doing marketing and I have my own startup. Welcome to Passage to Profit, the show that's all about entrepreneurs, small businesses, and the intellectual property that helps them flourish. Tonight, we have a super special guest, David Taylor Klaus from the Coactive Training Institute, an entrepreneur, executive, and runs DKT Coaching. In addition, we're going to have Carrie Barrett from Carrie Barrett Consulting, Emmy Award winner. She's going to be talking about trademarks and a whole bunch of other stuff. So stay tuned. And then we have a Gearheart Law client, Veronica Alston, who has an amazing line of products that she developed through divine inspiration. So I'm really excited to hear what she has. But now we're on to IP in the news. Today, we're going to feature a beer keg helmet. Now, this is obviously a very thoughtful invention, but it's a hat shaped like a beer keg with the spout right out in front of your mouth. And you can walk around with this beer keg on your head and you can serve yourself as much beer as you like. And you can also serve your friend's beer. And given the size of that thing from the patent photo, that could also be good for social distancing. It's just too big. <laughs> right? It's like you need huge neck muscles to pull this off, right? Because how much, do, I mean, it's not a full size keg. It looks like it's made out of wood. I just think- The guy uh, got a patent on it. The funny thing is when I was looking at beer helmets and beer hats, there are so many patents on beer helmets and beer hats, like more than you would think. Anyway, what do our guests have to say about this incredible invention? Or if you have a question about intellectual property, that's fine too. This story makes me wonder how many patents are languishing and never come to fruition, where they, they get the patent and then shelve it. I've never seen one in wood, and I can't imagine what the manufacturing distribution process would be. It just doesn't seem practical. <laughs> no, I think it was kind of old-fashioned. <laughs> Patents like this are lots of times people just, they want it as a joke because they want to say, look, at I got a patent on the beer keg helmet. Or maybe they have one, and they just want to show up at parties and say it's patented because that's part of the joke. I once had a guy approach me. He wanted to patent a martini recipe. I don't think he had any intentions of actually going into the martini business, but he wanted to sit around in bars and say, this martini is patented. So that may have been the reason. I think it's a good, you know, spring market for spring break, right? Spring breakers, right? I don't know if they were thinking about that. Given the heft of that design, I think it's actually patented by a chiropractor. There's got to be some <laughs> reason behind it. Well, years ago, we bought our son a scooter cooler. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. What, he, what did you want for your birthday, Sean? I want a scooter cooler. So it's this little scooter. He was at Virginia Tech and he'd go to football games. And you sit on this cooler cooler that has battery operated motor and you can drive around and get up out of the cooler and give your friends beers <laughs> out of it. <laughs> so all of that being said, now it's time for our guest, David Taylor Klaus, DTK Coaching. And welcome to the show. First Pleasure to be here. I can't wait to see where this thing goes. <laughs> I, I, we have no idea, but the first words I'm going to bring up our balanced lifestyle because you told us not to bring that up. Yes. Oh yeah. Balanced lifestyle is at least a little bit better than work-life balance. Those are the worst words ever created. And they were originally, I, I, I have to think, designed by corporate to make people think that they're happier than they really are. What I don't understand is whose idea was it to put work first? I think that's the biggest problem with it, that it has us thinking that, you know, work is what's important and we jam our lives into the little cracks and crevices around it. And that's, that's ridiculously backwards. And then the whole idea, work is just a piece of our lives. 
just like family and community or travel or faith or whatever the things are that are really important. So to try to string all those together is ridiculous. The idea is that this is about creating a life rhythm, a rhythm, a way to get all the different important pieces of your life working in rhythm together. And so long as we allow this idea of work-life balance to permeate our world, you end up with what James Campbell Quick, professor in Texas, talks about that we've now got a 70-hour work week has become the norm, and that was before COVID. Things are, have changed irrevocably, and we, it's time for us to start looking through a different lens. I can't agree with you more, and what you just said astounded me, because when you say work-life balance, it's sort of giving work and life and all of the things that go into life like the same weight and and you were able to like really put together a lot of different facets of being human family religion rest fun and so all of that shouldn't equal work and so Never. i agree with you i'm going to stop using that term and i'm going to make it a rule that nobody in our family does either oh you're going to awesome. control the kids <laughs> <laughs> I don't control and kids don't belong in the same. Thought. Yeah. No, but you bring up a really super good point. So half of your life is everything else you do and half is work or more than half is work. That isn't how it was meant to be. Work doesn't fit neatly into a container anymore. We have drastically changed what our concept of work and office and space and place and home all of that has changed. We've got people moving out of the cities where their job is because they no longer have to live there, right? They're now choosing to live somewhere they wanna live because companies are allowing remote work to continue even as different localities peel off some of the COVID restrictions. So it's odd that we would have work given such primacy considering it's no longer driving where we live. What do you think about the term work smarter, not harder. <laughs> I always was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I thought I was working smart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it means either. I don't know what the intent behind it is. I mean, I get the concept. I think there are better ways to share that. I take a drastically different approach. What would this look like when it's easy? And we overcomplicate things. It's as if we're all hardaholics. There's a perverse idea that the fiercer the dragon, the sweeter the victory. That's not true. The fiercer the dragon, the bloodier you get. That's it. So we make it hard to make it valuable. If I had to work hard at it, it must be worth more. Yeah, not really. There's a reason that so many companies are looking to hire what we used to call lazy programmers, because they look for the most efficient and effective way to get to the end state, meet the parameters. They will hack through it to get to something that works with the least amount of code and the least amount of effort. It's different than, uh, there's a distinction between a kludge and a hack. A kludge is slapping anything together that will look like it works, but it doesn't work all the time. Whereas a hack is looking for the most effective and efficient way to get it done. Google and Microsoft talked about this for years, hiring lazy programmers. Hmm. What if we looked at things as what will this look like when it's easy? How would that change what you do in preparing for this show? Yeah, I, I mean, for myself, my attitude, especially being self-employed, mm -hmm. has really evolved to the point where I have fewer and fewer things that I don't like to do and focus on the things that I do like to do, which is a luxury of being self-employed. And I don't think of it as work anymore. I think of it as occupying myself in interesting ways. I'm really more than any other time enjoying my work right now. Yeah. I want to change it, focus just a little bit. Sure. First of all, you have a book called Mindset Mondays with DTK. But in that book, you talk about how words create worlds. I love Absolutely. that. Yeah. And I do think words are so important. If you look at what's going on in the world today, words have huge impact because everybody's online and listening to podcasts and reading stuff on Instagram and wherever. And these words are having an impact on people and they are creating our world, right? Absolutely. We confuse common language with common understanding all the time. And that's a lot of what gets us into trouble because we assume that that word means the same thing for me that it does for you. So yeah, the words that are being used in public discussions, oh, 
you know, call it PC, call it policing, language policing, it doesn't really matter. It's that we don't have a common language that has common meaning to everyone. So we're constantly trying to find new ways to use language to work. The language that's most important is the language we use when we talk to ourselves or about ourselves. I'll give you an example. Our primitive brain, not very bright. It has no nuance, right? It just hears what's spoken. So we have to pay attention to how we talk about what we're doing. The, the primitive brain only has five modes, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, and make babies, five Fs. So our higher brain function <laughs> has a horrible job. It's got to attach language to those behaviors and feelings that don't really have language. So when we say, well, I'll give you an example, Richard, what's something you're not very good at? Do you need a list or do you well, just pick need one you can talk about spelling. on spelling? I mean, I terrible speller, terrible speller. Um, look, I've got a child who's dyslexic. She's a creative speller. So <laughs> here's how the language plays. When you say I'm terrible at spelling, that primitive brain hears it. It's truth. It's locked. It's a binary statement. I'm either terrible at it or I'm good at it. Here's a different way to look at it. I'm not a very good speller yet. Now think about this. If you're talking about finances for your business or understanding operations, I'm not very good at spelling yet is different. It's a language that gives space for change, for improvement. And the problem is we use such closed ended language that we start to believe that that's fixed and true and it is forever. And what do you hear in every financial ad that past performance is not indicative of future returns? guess what? Your brain works that way too. We tend to think, well, it's been like that up until now, so it's always going to be like that. Start changing your language and you change the opportunity for the future. That's great. Kenya, do you have a comment or thought? I do. I was just curious, like, what was the epiphany that you had that made you want to go into this field? Well, yeah, the way we become very good at something is to suck at it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and 30 years as an entrepreneur, the first way too long a stretch of time, I was really good at sucking at it. I overcalibrated towards work. I got very into my company or my companies, and I was very focused on, unfortunately, building the company I thought I was supposed to, right? Building the team I thought I should build and leading in the way I thought I should lead. Everything was done with an external marker. And the longer you do that, the more disconnected from what's important you become. There's a guy named Marty Blackman who wrote a book, I don't know, 20 years ago now, and it was called Younger Next Year. And it was three things, eat less, move more, stop eating crap right now. And the third one was be in connection. Mm -hmm. And he spent more time in the book talking about what it looks like to be in connection with yourself and with others than he did about the other two pieces. And that's critical. Humans are tribal creatures. We suck when we're alone. Yeah. It, it, I mean, even introverts need connection. That was a great book. I read it too. And it motivated me for a long time to really start in taking care of myself. There's a reason when people say, what do you do? I don't say I'm a coach. I say that I reintroduce successful entrepreneurs to their families because that's what I needed. I needed to be reconnected to what was important. And that's incredibly common for entrepreneurs to spin out of control because they're so disconnected. My work is about changing the world and I do it in an interesting way. One of the groups I serve are a group of people I call impact billionaires. These are people that are, they're not motivated by the number of dollars they amass. They're driven by the number of lives that they touch. And, you know, speaking to IP, they're playing with ideas and concepts and products and systems that, can impact a huge swath of the global population. I've got a client who's working across the African continent, working with governments and NGOs to change the way women are seen, included in, and relied upon as the economic engine for a country. And that's dramatically changing what's possible. That's what I mean by impact billionaires. I serve people that are changing the world. That's my way of impacting our world. It's funny, I recently had an interaction with a billionaire, and it's amazing how not driven by money this person 
was. And, you know, the typical billionaire stereotype is the person on Wall Street, you know, Gordon Gecko is just, you know, just trying to rack up as much money. But once you get to a certain point, it's just a number and the good ones look for ways to really impact. Some figured out along the way, you know, the again, the impact billionaires are not people like Elon Musk who made a bajillion dollars and then said, ooh, let's go do some good. These are folks that are trying to change the world at a human level. There are a number of billionaires, we see it in the news with Bezos' ex-wife most prominently right now, where they're adopting the giving pledge and giving away 95% of their wealth. And even with 95% of those billions gone, they're in the top half of 1% right. of global wealth. And there is more than enough. There's a certain point where amassing more does nothing. Harvard is, what, 85 years into their longitudinal study on happiness, and it still bears out that after a certain income level, there's no statistically significant increase in happiness. Often it declines. The money gives you control. So you can give the money to people that you think really need it to change the world in the way you want to see it changed, right? We see that in politics all the time. That's uh, a different show. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we don't talk politics here usually, but I love animals. So if I had a bazillion dollars tomorrow, I'd give a whole bunch of money to these animal rescue places. I wouldn't go do it myself because I couldn't handle seeing it. Well, most animals don't have wallets. So <laughs> you'd... But, but what I'm saying is if you have a lot of money, you can put it where you personally feel like it aligns with your values and it'll do the Absolutely. most good. David, where can people find out more about you? Two places to play. One is at DTK Coaching right? DTK, just like my initials, dtkcoaching.com. It has information about me. Also, I've got something I built online. It's a quiz that helps folks work on finding out where they are in terms of living, loving, and leading at their best. And that's at dtkquiz.com. Great. We'll be back with more Passage to Profit right after this. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A w.com together we can change the world this ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson now back to passage to profit once again richard and elizabeth gearhart fascinating conversation with david taylor klaus if you missed that part of the show you can hear it on a podcast right podcast is coming out tomorrow it'll be available on all podcast platforms. So Carrie Barrett from Carrie Barrett Consulting, what are we going to talk about today? Can you give me some tips on when I should be considering trademarking my VIQ brand, which stands for Video IQ, or is it about trademarking the process that goes along with it as well? I'm going to interview you today, if you don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. And, and the nice thing about trademarks is that you can file a, a trademark at any time because mm -hmm. trademarks are based on use. And there's other different types of intellectual property that rely on the time of filing, namely patents, mm -hmm. and they have certain deadlines associated with them. But trademarks can be filed at any time. Now, if you wait too long, you take you know, certain risks, and we can mm -hmm. talk about those more later. But if you're starting a business, it's not necessarily important to file your trademark right away. Uh, you want to make sure that your brand is getting some traction. And you should start thinking about it when you're out there enough that you have a genuine concern that somebody else might be thinking about using your trademark. That's one piece. Another piece is you want to check and make sure that somebody else hasn't already trademarked it. So usually before you adopt a name that you're going to invest in a lot, you want to make sure that somebody else hasn't trademarked it already. So right. somebody in California might be using the same words that you do. And then one day you get a letter from them 
saying, oh, I've trademarked the name of your business. Can you please change it? And that requires uh, a lot of either reinvestment in your brand or a big legal dispute. So it's good to know early on. These are great questions, but Carrie, I just quickly wanted you to describe what you do. You do video training for people, right? My new brand, actually the one that I was asking you about is the VIQ project and VIQ stands for video IQ. And it's about up-leveling your knowledge of video so that you can take your business or your brand or your speaking career or whatever it is that you're looking to do and use video to move you out of, you know, a place of obscurity. We often hear about business owners, especially young ones or startups or entrepreneurs who say like, I feel like I'm the best kept secret in my business, moving out of that space and moving into a space of authority and notoriety and perhaps even some celebrity at some point as well, because you've established in the digital landscape, you as the go-to expert in your industry through the use of video. And so that's, you know, on-camera delivery. It can be about creating great client pitches and presentations. It's about media training. So if you have an interview on the ever-elusive TV program of your choice, you don't look like a complete doofus. You're able to nail it (laughs) and and then leverage that opportunity for more PR and more, more media. So yeah, it's, it's a number of different things, you know, for the passage to profit show, Richard and I work on not just on camera stuff, but we also work on, you know, constructing the storylines and how to talk about particular topics in a way that maybe more understandable to an audience that isn't quite as familiar with IP or trademarks as well. So there's a whole bunch of things that go into it, but it's basically moving yourself out of obscurity and into notoriety through video. And video is a little bit harder than standing up and giving a presentation to an audience because you're talking to a camera and doing a video just by yourself is really hard because I've tried to do like a short Facebook ad video. I had to do it like 20 times, but um, (laughs) that's okay. but, But the beauty of video is instead of just standing up in front of that audience, audience and reaching a hundred people, the video can go everywhere and you can reach thousands, right? Yeah. Or millions. I mean, the, the great thing about video is that it allows you to work beyond your available hours. David, don't kill me when I say that, but it allows you, <laughs> <laughs> right? even if you give yourself two hours a day, your video works for you around the clock and it works for you outside of your available network. So I have clients that are overseas. I would never have the opportunity to work with them if it hadn't been for video and content that I put out there that drew them to me. And I think we we often think of video as social. Social is really sort of like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to increasing awareness and starting with those sort of beginning no like trust touches, if you will. But but video goes beyond, I mean, again, tip of the iceberg. There's so much more down here. There's brand stories for your website. There are video ads. There are video funnels. There are masterclasses and webinars and digital courses and group coaching. If you're a coach and you want to move from a one-to-one to a one-to-many, there's yeah. so many different elements for using video. And it is more challenging when you're online. You know, I had a guest speaker a couple of weeks ago who I had seen him present in person many times. And I have spoken to him on Zoom calls many times. I can't use the episode. I'm not going to mention names. He's a lovely person, but it's because the dynamic of presenting on video when there's a million other distractions and you're not sitting in front of someone and you can like, you know, wake up and pay attention those long pauses or just reading off the slides. If you're doing a client pitch, none of that stuff works when you're in a virtual environment. And I would also like to point out that even just for people whose aspirations are modest, just learning to get the lighting right, learning to have a presence on video is really important. I can't tell you to how many networking presentations I've been to, how many, you know, networking programs on Zoom. And you can barely even see the person or they're yeah. they're in the kitchen and you see all the dirty <laughs> dishes behind that. 
just like even just getting the basics right. And it used to be dress for success, but videoing for success is actually now becoming the same as dress for success. David? Dress for success, at least from the waist up. If you're you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing pajama bottoms. So (laughs) I like your pajamas. No, I I think, Carrie, what you hit is, is so critical. And I think people, you're right, people think video and instantly think social. The important piece is people want to do business with people who believe what they believe. And there's no better way for people to feel yeah. and what you believe than to see you speaking on video. Yeah. Yes, you can write all day long, but we are time poor and attention poor and writing no longer grabs people's attention. Video does like that. 100%. So I, I'm, I'm with you. Should be part of everybody's mix. When we first started the radio show, though, it was like being on video. I mean, we were petrified. And we would come out of there going, oh, my God, that was terrible. And Kenya, thank God we had Kenya, because we had one person that knew what she was doing in our corner saying, no, you guys are great. It was fine. She and was pro- lying. And- but I, I, <laughs> she I, totally I, wasn't. I've seen it all in radio, and I totally wasn't lying. Like, my goodness, you were far beyond your level of experience, that's for sure. And then we had Noah, our producer. And I'll tell you, you take raw footage and you let Noah work on it. It's like night and day. And the first episode we listened to, we had this big bottle of red wine. We're sitting there like drinking wine going, how bad is it Yeah, I didn't like sleep for three days before the first episode aired. (laughs) And then it, it was like, it was like. After the, all the production and everything, it was like, that's us. You know? <laughs> well, if I can say something really quick, I mean, think about how much you have progressed as radio personalities through the last four years. I mean, you started out with no experience and you're to a level now where you can come in, cut an hour show every single week with ease and, you know, just keep cranking out content. So there's something to be said about that. To Carrie's earlier point, it's practice, practice, practice. Just do it, do it, do it. I have a question for Carrie, if that's all right. Sure. We do live videos all the time with our products because of the way it works. Mm -hmm. And we really, really like to be able to showcase the fact that people can get out of pain in 30 seconds. And so we do live videos. However, I'm an accountant with a master's degree. Like this was never something that I thought that I would do. So we do videos and they are completely unprofessional. And I mean, the lighting quality of the audio, all of that, but we show it anyhow, because people know that it's real. So, um, you know, I mean, we can possibly get better in that area, but it's really hard to do that when it's just like Johnny on the spot and being able to capture those moments when people walk up with canes and they walk away without them. So we probably need to talk because I, I, I don't know what to do with this. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. There so, are ways you can fix it. I promise. This okay. has been so fascinating and a topic that I love. Thank you so much for being on the show, Carrie Barrett. And uh, my advice is get that trademark tomorrow. If you know okay. a trademark I know a trademark attorney. You do. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be back with more Passage to Profit right after this. Carrie, where can people find you again? You can find me at my website. It's carriebarrett.com. I'm also running a five-day crappy video challenge. You can find that at bit.ly slash VIQ crappy video challenge, all lowercase. So the idea is you're supposed to submit your crappiest videos? Listen, there's not a whole bunch you can learn in five days to get great. What you can do in five days is make all your mistakes. Well, most of them, you can get all your sillies out and you can do it in our really great supportive private Facebook group. It's the VIQ project group and there's support, there's encouragement, there's feedback, there's critique, there's guest speakers in there. There's all kinds of great support and resources that you'll find as well. That's great. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back with more Passage to Profit right after this. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not? make it you. 
If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Our special guest today, David Taylor Klaus, and we just heard from Carrie Barrett from Carrie Barrett Consulting, but now it's on to Power Move. So who's up this evening, Kenya? So for Power Move today, we're going to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio. As you know, he's an actor and he's also an environmental activist. And I don't know if you caught his recent movie called Don't Look Up, but it's said to be a metaphor for climate change which why he is heavily involved in the food tech space. So he's coming from being environmentally active to now, you know, working in the food tech space or stratosphere. He's been busy, you know, coming an investor and a founding partner of the animal free dairy maker Perfect Day. And he's also invested in and has become an advisor to cell based meat companies, Elf Farms and Masa Meat. And his goal is to help increase sustainability and change the way people eat without forcing them to have to make sacrifices. So going back to David's point earlier about changing the world at a human level, I thought he would be great to highlight for Power Move today. Well, that's certainly quite a mouthful there. I didn't know you could do all of those things. Got to watch Don't Look Up, though. I actually oh, that was good. Watch it. I liked it. It was good. I watched it, it three good. times just because I felt like it was, I, there was so much going on. Did you read what Neil deGrasse Tyson said about that movie? He said, it's a documentary. It's a historical. <laughs> it is <laughs> not fantasy there were so many comments <laughs> on society today like 36 percent don't believe there's a comment <laughs> <laughs> go see the movie it's it's great but getting back to his stuff is he like getting into manufactured foods now and that's like environmentally sustainable that's kind of interesting okay so Stable. here's a little known fact about how animals contribute they put a cow in a room and they measured its emissions and cows emit an incredible amount of CO2 from both ends. I always like when we have science on yeah. passage to profit. So, <laughs> But there is a connection between eating less meat and the environment. Right. So there is. I agree. So, Can we talk about Fireside now? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So Fireside is my startup. And it's a video directory of small businesses online. So everybody's doing video these days and I have been doing video interviews for it, which I'm still doing some because I have some built-in SEO techniques into my interviewing technique, but I really want it to be a tech project and to be a directory. So I'm working on getting all the details down now so I can get a developer who will understand exactly what I want. Carrie Barrett brought Colleen Ferrari on our show a while ago with Small Business US and I actually joined Small Business US and Colleen is my coach. And I'm on a peer advisory board with these guys that are all super good at tech. So, so that's kind of, I'm taking a step back and trying to figure out exactly what I want in very simple terms. So it's like handing it to a machine when you hand it to a developer, because they do exactly what you tell them to do. And if you don't know, you're not going to get back what you thought you were. So we've learned that in other lives as well. So I think that that's great that you're making so much progress on things. Well, it helps to know people that understand tech and that can talk to the tech guys. You know what? So like if you start your own tech project, it's sort of like taking your life into your own hands, right? Because they know all of this very complicated stuff and you really have to trust the people you're working with. So it so. is really worth the wait to hear what Veronica has. And she is a client of the firm and her company is called The Golden Dew. You can find her at goldendewdrop.com. I'm just going to say that before because I think that when she actually talks about the product she has and pain relief, we're all going to be blown away. So welcome, Veronica, please tell us what you have. Yeah. So the body pain oil, which is totally unbelievable. I don't even know where to start the story. I have just been in love with God since probably like the age of three. I love praying. And I love communicating with God and just growing up, you know, he, he would kind of like teach me or lead me in a direction of how to communicate with certain people, how to solve certain problems. 
even um, solve problems for other people. You know, life got busy. I figured ah, I'll be an accountant. Maybe I'll make some money. Right. So that's what I went to college for. But along the way, I ended up running three businesses at the same time, single mother with two little babies and a brand new house to me, but it was actually ancient. So of course I had to cut my own grass and do my own electricity and everything. And at the same time, have one child in my arm and, uh, you know, a phone here and another one's running that way, you know, so went through that whole thing, but I actually ended up becoming uh, disabled with anxiety, really, really bad, permanently disabled with anxiety for six years because I actually burnt my brains out. So we go back to that whole work thing, you know, sometimes it's too much work and not enough loving life. And if you really think about it, right, David, if you really think about it, if today was your last day and you really go back and think about in your history, what could I have done better? You know, and it's like, mm, 10% family, 80% work. Ooh, that's, that's not a good way to go out. So you, you do kind of reinvent. And I think during COVID, we kind of reinvented ourselves to switch that up a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up sick behind it. So what happened was that I went into prayer because the doctors had me on medications and I've never been sick before. I've never had uh, to deal with medications. And even though it was a low dose, it created other mental issues, OCD. So here I am scrubbing the walls until there's no more oil spots, you know, and that all came from medication. Didn't want to leave the house, agoraphobia. Um, And I said, "I, I can't even raise my kids like this. So what I did, I went into prayer because that was the only thing I've ever known to do. And I went into prayer and it's interesting how God will give me something. It's almost like a download. Like I can hear the ingredients. And I was like, what in the world am I supposed to do with that? Because you have to understand, I was never a healthy person. I just ate what I wanted to eat. And I put these ingredients together. I said, okay, now what do I do with it? And God, Alfred Hitchcock's me. He won't tell me how to put it together. He'll just give me ingredients. And so I said, well, the best I could do is like make a tea out of this. I got ingredients to make a tea. That tea is for, are you ready? High blood pressure, high cholesterol, type two diabetes, inflammation, insomnia anxiety, depression. It gets rid of damaged cells that causes cancer. It increases kidney function. It increases liver function. It also has elderberries in it, which is also good for COPD, emphysema, any kind of upper respiratory issues like bronchitis. Um, It's for sinus. That tea is our second bestseller. It's called the tea of life. That was just a tea. I drank that one cup a day for two months. And I was back to work. No more anxiety, no more issues like that. It was the most amazing thing. That was the tea. It went forward. My daughter ended up with alopecia. So she had this huge bald spot there. She was eight years old. And then she had like dime-sized, quarter-sized bald spots around her hair. She didn't want to go to school. You can only imagine if you have a daughter and your daughter is at that age, it is a very impressionable age. She did not want to go to school. On top of that, she had little teeny bumps on her scalp and disgustingly filled with blood and pus. So she couldn't sleep at night. So when she laid down, you know, the pain was so excruciating that she was popping a lot of Tylenol, missing school because, oh my God, you want to talk about a mess? The doctor says she has CCCA, which is a type of alopecia. They wanted to put injections in her head. And I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) We've already had our little bout with your drugs and prescriptions. Not saying that they're always bad, you know, maybe they're good for some people, but her hair was coming out in handfuls. And what did I do? I laid on my prayer couch. I have a prayer couch. I laid on my prayer couch and I fell asleep praying and crying. Lord, please give me something for her hair. You know, sometimes you pray for things and you never really expect an answer. He actually answered (laughs) And I was, I was kind of shocked, but as I was waking up, it was like, once again, this download of these ingredients. And I said, what the heck is that for? Mind you, I'm eating fried chicken and collard greens for breakfast. So I'm not the natural person at that time. I got to ask you, Veronica, you keep saying download. Are you saying God is a giant computer? (laughs) 
you know, you would, the way he gives it to me, you would almost think so. I'm just teasing. So you got something that helped your daughter. This is great. But I do want to go to Kenya because I know Kenya is deeply spiritual as well. And I feel like she has a lot to say to you about this. Yeah. Well, I love your story first and foremost. And I have a prayer couch, by the way, it's like right in front of me. So we can relate there. I love what you had to say about the divine downloads. I think sometimes we get these great ideas, especially in entrepreneurship. And we have these situations where we have a problem, right? And then we pray and then we, we get a solution and it turns into like a great idea. So I'm just curious to know, like, When you're having these moments with God where you are having this communication, he was obviously giving you the ingredients and giving you the solution. Did you ever think that it was going to turn into this full on business for you? No, we solved the problem. I went back to work. We solved the problem with her hair. Her hair is humongous now. And I got busy at work. You know, I'm working 60 hours a week. I didn't really think about it until fast forward a, a few years. And a gentleman came into my life and he I haven't seen him in 30 years. And he was like, I'm balding. He had the prettiest hair in the world. I said, well, let me put this together. God gave this to me years ago. And he put it in his hair and the balding was gone in three months time. That's how it kind of fast forwarded. But here it is. All those are really, really wonderful. But there was absolutely nothing like the download he gave me last where I'm driving that. Is everyone from New Jersey? You guys are from New Jersey. You're familiar with the New Jersey Garden State Parkway. <laughs> Yes, we are. Right. Okay. So here I am. I'm from Bergen County and I have to travel to my family, which is in Cape May County. So that's from the top to the bottom. Right. And I'm in worship and I'm praying while I'm driving. And my daughter slightly interrupts me and says, oh, we're near Atlantic City. Can I get my hair done? Are you kidding me? You talking about braising your hair and I have to deal with you with the pain and blah, blah, blah. Boom. All of a sudden, put this, 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 this together. The last conversation was regarding pain. Whoa, this might actually work. I get back on the highway after going through all the tears and everything. Get back on the highway. My mother at the time was 79 years old. She could barely walk. That's not my mother. My mother's very active. I said, what is going on? She said her hip pain was so bad. I mean, she was actually literally like crawling on the wall to walk. I said, let me put this together. I don't know really how to put it together. I said, but God just gave me these ingredients. Now, mom was familiar with the tea. She was familiar with the hair growth oil. She has seen those work and she understood how God had given it to me. So I put this together. It became an oil. And she said, what do I do? I don't know. She took it and she took a few drops of it and she went to the bathroom and she massaged it on. She came back. And she was walking. She was actually dancing, coming down the hallway out the bathroom with her fingers in the air to my girl, this woman is saying something. I thought she was crazy. I was like, oh my God, because I've never seen, no one's ever seen anything work so fast. I really thought she was crazy. She was like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, all I did was massage it on. It seemed like in 10 seconds, that pain was gone. Well, the world needs to know about this. Absolutely. David, do you, I mean, that's an amazing story. And um, so David, I'm sure you have something to say. David, what are your thoughts? The piece that strikes me is where you came from grinding all the things out that you needed to get done. Single mom, one on the hip, mowing the lawn. Oh my God. It's no wonder you were caving in physically. I mean, it's a huge load and it's hard to see when you're in that space that there's another way. Cause it just feels like there's a, it's a matter of desperation to hang on. And I've heard that story told in different ways. And I love that you found a way out of it. Absolutely. That's the incredible piece of the story. I mean, yes, the products sound fantastic. Your journey is what's powerful. Listening to you, there's a light that comes out of you when you talk about this and it is so clear and it is so authentic and it's so real that even if I don't think I need exactly what it is that you're selling, I'm ready to go in and check it out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a full naturalist. I try and eat healthy. I try and do the right thing, but I, I don't do it as much as I should. And I love your background. And I love the way that you speak about this and congratulations on wild success. So Carrie, I'm with you. I am not the natural person. Trust me that. And people who know me, 
they already know, like, yeah, she must have got it from God because there's no way. <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> Veronica, I have to ask you, you're selling this on your website. Where else can people get it? Have you been marketing and selling it a lot yet? And, and where are you producing it? For those things that are edible, such as we added organic elderberry liquid onto the line because of COVID. And that's been amazing. So our elderberry liquid and our tea of life is made in a commercial kitchen in Inglewood, New Jersey. The other products, we have a a team of nine. So we're scattered all over New Jersey. So we kind of just coordinated between North Jersey and South Jersey um, to make these products. And I tell you, when you see people walking up with a cane and walk away without them where they're actually straightening up. I I mean, I had this one lady, she was actually, her body was in an L shape where she was bent over so bad. And I have it on video. And um, she said her pain level was like a nine, 10, and she couldn't straighten up because the pain level, she was actually walking around with a little box of drugs that she pumps into her body. It was already installed in her back. Wow. And she just yeah. has to press the button and it'd give like a certain amount of morphine or something like that. I said, okay, let's turn that off. And we're going to use this body paint oil on you. And when I tell you she straightened up and did the matrix wow. <laughs> and I have it on video. So Veronica, where can people find your products then? Is it best to so, go to your website? It is, but I love to see people and I love to see them smile. So I would much rather them come and visit us. So I'll tell you, you can actually order it on the website, which is at www. And you have to make sure you put that in there because you'll get something else. www dot I had one quick question for you, for you, Veronica, before you go. Sure. I know you've been working with Gearheart Law. I'm oh, they're here. awesome. You want to talk about someone, like- you know how when, when someone talks about you and you listen and you're like, who the heck are they talking to? Who, who, who are they talking about? Because it's almost amazing. That's what they did with the patent. I read that <laughs> patent and I was like, whoa. <laughs> what are they talking about? Like, whoa. Yeah, it's a different guys, language. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like worth every penny. I really thank you. And Ashley, I love her. I am just going to totally adopt her. I'm not exactly sure <laughs> what her position is, but she seems to play all positions and, and she's just awesome and she's patient and she's understanding. And I'm just wondering, like, how the heck is she so smart? She is so smart. Oh, my God. She blows <laughs> us all away with that. Like yeah. this girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's an intellectual. That's for sure. Hey, Mr. Gerhardt, you're OK. But Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the one. I would agree with you. I mean, <laughs> hey, now, Richard, one of the first rules of leadership is hire people smarter than you are and get out of their way. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Clearly. Veronica, you're one of our favorite clients for sure. And we're happy to be supporting you and thank you helping you and, move your business. And forward. I'm going to come see you. So if I want to come see you, where are you? Where can you find us? Well, we do the Wildwood Boardwalk in the summertime. I'm not sure if we're, we're kind of trying to decide whether or not we're going to do that this year, basically because of COVID. We've done, if you're from Bergen County, the Bergen Town Center Mall. But the most fun for me would be open air markets. And in Secaucus, we do the Secaucus Market, which is where uh, the Meadowlands is on Saturdays. And then we also do the Columbus Market, which is in Columbus, New Jersey. We are most popular there. But I love those open air markets because people come there to just let their hair down and relax and just be able to see whatever they want to see. We have a thing called the 30-second pain relief challenge. And so people come to see us. We love it. People come to see us. And I'm like, listen, bring me your most difficult pain, CRPS, lupus, fibromyalgia. And my rule is that they are not allowed to leave our vicinity unless they're out of pain. So we have large crowds because it's almost unbelievable to see these things where people just get out of pain just like that. So Columbus Farmers Market, where they're quite often um, down in Florida, um, even at the, the swap shop, some people call it a, a junk market, but you know, it's people from every economical status. So we may be at the boardwalk, we may be at the mall, we may be at a flea market. We do different festivals and things like that. So we're all over the place, branding and marketing, but people can always go 
on our website and just message us and we will let them know where we are. We love to see you. I really got to check this out. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. What an amazing show. With super interesting content and a family of products on here that are just going to blow you away. So who did we have? Well, we had David Taylor Kloss, entrepreneur. He's got amazing insights. Really smart guy and a great thinker for sure. You can find him at dtkcoaching.com. Or if you want to go see how out of whack you really are, you can take his (laughs) quiz, dtkquiz.com. I'm going to go do that and see how bad I am. (laughs) Then we had Carrie Barrett. Everybody needs to have a video these days. Everybody's got to be on video and and they got to have a place to put it, all this other stuff. So if you are not comfortable on video, Carrie can help you with that. She, she really is good. She and, really knows her stuff too. Yes. And you can find her at carriebarrett.com and that's spelled K-E-R-R-Y-B-A-R-R-E-T-T.com. And if you want to improve your video skills in a supportive environment where it's really okay to screw up, you can go to Carrie's group and it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash all lowercase viq crappy video challenge and then our final presenter like what an amazing story i just i have to try her products i'm not kidding so she gets downloads from god on products that cure pain it's just amazing her name is veronica austin and she has the golden dew and you can find her at www.goldendewdrop.com. And if you missed what she said about her products, go back and listen. She's got videos. Go look at her videos. Her story is truly amazing. Absolutely. And I love the way she's marketing her products. She's bringing people together for all of the right things. I really think you should check out her website and find out where she's going to be this summer. Right. That's about it for us. But I do want to ask David if you have any final comments for us before we sign off. I always have comments. There's one thing that I wish I had been told repeatedly when I started off as an entrepreneur 30 years ago, and that's to breathe. It's never as urgent or intractable as you think it is. Just refocus your attention on what's important right now. Kenya? Love the show today. I think the common thread was all about inspiration. We had some really great stories of adversity and how those were changed into solutions and entrepreneurship. So I love the mindset theory with David and faith concept that we added in and then how to perform your best. So it all really went together nicely. So great stories today. Thank you, Kenya. Your summaries are legendary. And it's <laughs> oh, really great to have you. you no, know, it's really great to have you here. And I'd also like to take the opportunity to thank Noah for being our producer, Alicia Morrissey, our program coordinator, Chatterboss, our video editor, and the whole iHeart team. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt signing off for Passage to Profit on iHeartRadio, WOR 710, the voice of New York. New York.